0: Do you wish you knew yourself better? Do you, you know kind of know yourself, but you're not sure, and then you let other people tell you how to be, and you think that maybe that'll be better, so you do those things? Well, today, you're in luck, because we're going to talk about how to know yourself. This is the Existential Stoic Podcast. I'm Danny, Everybody, Randy. What's up, Randy? Yo, Danny. So, Randy, do you ever feel like you know yourself? <laughs>
1: hey, that's a tricky one. As I get older, I feel I know myself better, but then sometimes... I'm just like a cranky little baby and I don't know myself at all. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I feel like I know myself. Yeah, I think age helps because you stop worrying so much about other people. So that does help a little bit. Like, so I feel like I know myself better. But you're right. Like, I think there's so many things still about myself that I don't understand or I just don't know or I refuse to acknowledge. I don't know. (laughs) It makes it very hard. Mm -hmm. Mm. So hopefully we have some tips that hopefully will help other people and ourselves know ourselves better. I'm going to start. My first one is listen to yourself and your body. And I think this is important because, like, I know a lot of us, like, you know, somebody will tell us something to do and we don't really want to do it. And so, like, we might think about it. And that's a good thing to do. Listen to your thoughts. Listen to, like, your own, like, you know, both your, like, reasons for doing something and not. But also listen to your body. I think we got this from what was it, Martha Beck, I think, talked about this. You know, how many of her patients, like, you know, were exhausted all the time. Or they would get really tired before they had to go to work because their body was trying to tell them that they hated their job or they hated their work, you know? So I think I found that was really helpful, like actually paying attention to like my own like physical state as an indication of also like my wants, desires and like my, you know, path that I should be taking in life. And I think that's been very helpful because we do feel more energetic when we're doing stuff we want to do or when we're doing stuff that aligns with who we are, you know?
1: Yeah, that's a great one. I've read that in a lot of books recently, like uh, The Body Keeps the Score and The Myth of Normal. How like stuff that you do in your life, it's not it registers in your body and it stays there until you can kind of work through it or release it or at least just acknowledge it and bear witness to it. So, yeah, listening to yourself and your body. It's good to, you know, we so often we separate what happens from from the (laughs) neck up and we think that like we're these totally rational beings. but you know, we're not really rational. We just rationalize things afterwards. And uh, a lot of everything that goes on below the neck is connected to what's above the neck.
0: Well, it's funny, too, because, you know, like we all have had these moments, but we just ignore it. You're right. Like we act like, you know, the body's just a vessel to carry us, but not really like has, has no information on its own, but it has a lot of information. And, you know, I think ignoring it doesn't help us at all. It actually gets this, you know, we Well, we can use reason against ourselves, I guess we should say, right? We can keep yourself doing something you shouldn't be doing. And yeah, it makes it a lot harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my first
1: one uh, for how to know thyself is uh, take yourself on artist dates. This is something that comes from uh, the artist way. And basically, it's just, you know, instead of going out with a friend or going out with your partner, yeah. you just go out with yourself and you do something that you want to do. Like, for me recently, that's just going to a movie by myself. And uh, it's, you know, it's something where I wouldn't have done that typically. I would have I would have waited to go with friends because, that, you know, if you go to a movie alone, oh, goodness, who goes to a movie alone? But it's like, it's actually cool because I get to, like, sit there and laugh by myself and just enjoy my own company. And it's something that I typically would not have experienced had I not have done this practice.
0: Yeah, those are great. I remember like doing those when we were reading the book together, but also just I've been doing them anyway, because they're really nice, because there's no pressure, you don't have anybody else around you. So you can do literally what you want, you can enjoy it in your own way. And it's important, like if you want to know yourself, you have to know yourself, right? You have to like, start spending time with yourself and doing things for you. And like, it's a great way to do that with no pressure from society or anything. So anything you want to do, just do it and make that time. That goes really well with my second one, which was make time to be alone. Because I think this is one thing that we, and like, you know, even when we have time by ourselves, we're on our phones, you know, we're watching TV, we're doing things that still technically really are not by ourselves. We're not alone with our thoughts. Like, I think if we want to know ourselves, we have to like give ourselves time to actually do that, which means sometimes being bored. Or just doing things by ourselves, like the artist's way, or just being alone with yourself, reflecting on your life, thinking about things, and giving yourself a chance to kind of process stuff before you have to go, you know, face the world again and face all those pressures from the outside that are going to try and get you to do things a certain way. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and like going to a quiet place. One thing that I've found that's helpful with this, and a lot of people who have a hard time waking up in the morning are going to hate this, but actually, like doing it in the beginning of the day. Because I found for myself, if I if I was like, oh, I'm going to have some quiet time to myself tonight, it never happened. But like I could always set the alarm and struggle to wake up a little bit earlier and then
0: have that time to myself in the morning. I do that, too, actually, where I I give I usually wake up early and I spend like about 15, 20 minutes just sit and thinking. And then I, you know, I'll read or something for a little bit of journal. But like, yeah, I find the mornings a lot easier because you get it out of the way. And you're guaranteed to get it done. Nothing else gets in the way. Because like once your day starts, stuff just happens, you know, and mm-hmm. things get out of control. and You lose time, track of time very quickly. So, yeah, I agree. The mm-hmm. morning's the best. It is.
1: Yeah. yeah. So my next one is uh, consider if you had six months left to live. You know, what would you do differently? Because there's no guarantee that you don't have six months left to live. And really, if you're not living the life that you want to live, what are you doing? You're wasting your life. Like, you, I mean, in all in all seriousness, you could be hit by a bus or something today. Like, it's yeah. definitely not guaranteed. We take survival for granted. And yes, statistically, you're going to live to be like 72. But the thing is, that's statistically across everybody. Who knows how long we're each going to live? And just the exercise of considering if I had six months left to live, like. Let's say there was some diagnosis. I was going to die in six months. What would I do in those six months? And if that's different from what I'm doing now, well, let's try and resolve the difference because you need to be doing that stuff that you would do because who knows? It's over before you know it.
0: You know, it's funny. I think that's such good advice. And it's something that like we don't do enough and we don't take seriously because we've all heard stories. of People who have like find out they have like a terminal illness and then they. Dramatically change things because, or they, you know, they actually, you know, find a cure or get in remission and they change their lives dramatically because they weren't living the right way. And they finally realize that it's a, you know, that's a real smack in the face that you don't have a lot of time left or you might not have a lot of time. But most of us just assume we have time. And, you know, I think most of us don't spend a lot of time thinking about what we do. We just do things because, like, it's normal or like we have fallen into them, right? And actually asking, like, is this really what I want to do? So I think, like, Thinking about that and journaling it is a great idea because it can really help you to kind of, you know, process it and think about, you know, is this life that I'm living really right and what I regret. I like that one. And uh, and alongside that one,
1: like a lot of people are focused on the quantity of life, like living a really long (laughs) time, you know, like, oh, if I was immortal, you know. But the thing is, your quality of life goes down as you get older. So whatever quality of life you have now, when you're older, it's not going to be this good. So you're basically as good as you're going to be right now. And Mm -hmm. so one thing that I try and focus on is quality of life. So like, because the quantity, who knows how long I'm going to have, but if I can focus on the quality and doing things that are really important to me, enjoying them now, then, you know, if I go tomorrow, hell, at at least I was living a
0: good life. You know, that's a great one, right? Instead of like, you know, all the people that like work 80 hours a week thinking that they're going to do stuff when they retire, like it's a terrible plan. You don't know if you're going to make it there and you're going to be in a way different physical mental place than that might, you might not be able to do any of these things that you want to do. So, you know, you're losing out and losing your chance of doing these things now. Mm-hmm. A good one. My last one goes actually really well with that too, which is identify your goals and your values, like really what matters to you and then use them as a guide to make choices because it's the only way to do it. You know, really like and this took this can take a long time, but like journaling I think is the best way to do this. But really sitting down like every day for like a month or something and just writing down like what are my top five goals? What are my top five values? And just keep going back to that and seeing, you know, are they the same? Asking yourself why these values, why these goals and trying to get to the bottom of it till you know for sure that they're your own. Not somebody else's, not society's, not like, you know, pressures, expectations, but your own Idea of what life is, you know? I
1: do know. Actually, I was just doing some journaling the other day that was really helpful in that direction, finding some of my goals because it helped me identify like what's most important to me now. Because I get stuck, I get stuck in this like whole bunch of things are important and then I, you know, don't spend my time very wisely. I do that all the time too.
0: Yeah. You get stressed out because you have too many things you're trying
1: to do at once. Yeah. So there were a few questions. this comes from, I think it was from the myth of normal, but one of them was in my life's important areas, what am I not saying no to? Hmm. So like the areas where you haven't been saying no when you should, and then contrarily, there was also where have I ignored or denied the yes that wanted to be said? Because like, for me, these questions. questions, yeah, there were a few other questions there, like, you know, what's behind this not able to say no, but like for me, this kind of opened up the things that really on the inside, I wanted to say or do. And I was stifling myself. You know, So it kind of helped me understand a bit more about my values, what was important to me. And, and then also how society is saying, no, this stuff's important. And it's like, yeah, yeah but that's not important to me. That's important to you. <laughs>
0: yeah. Who cares what you guys think?
1: It's my life,
0: right? That's a good idea, though. Those are good questions, too, because it gets to the heart of the issue, right? Which is like, Mm -hmm. it's not just that you're saying no or yes, but it's why are you saying it? And what's causing that to be said? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So my last one for how to know thyself is contemplate what you you do when time just kind of disappears. Like things that you do and then you look up and you're like, whoa, where did that time go? Uh, Or if you have a hard time thinking of those things. Think back to what you used to do as a child. Because, like, as a child, we had no difficulty knowing who we were. Like, we knew this is what I love to do. I want to do this. That's what I want to do. And then, you know, society comes in and says, you can't do that. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. You need to do this. And I I don't know about everybody, but I know for myself, I certainly changed. Like, I used to do a lot of stuff and... I'd listen to society what? and said, you can't do that. And so I changed. And then that's the worst like thing. Right? Do kids, this, and I changed.
0: Yeah. Kids pick on people and stuff and then it makes them think that it's wrong. So they don't do it. And, you know, parents dissuade people from doing things because they think they won't and won't work out in the future. You know, it's yeah, it's hard. Yeah. So I look back to stuff
1: that I did as a kid. And now when I do it now, it's really enjoyable. It's
0: still <laughs> you still is still like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a good idea too, because, you know, you're right. When we're, when we're kids, we don't have those same social filters and like all that internalized crap that we've taken in from society that's, you know, tells us that this is something that we shouldn't do because it's bad or it's stupid or whatever. And instead we just do it and enjoy it because we naturally have that like draw, right? Or that things that naturally draws us to it. So yeah, I think going back there is a good place to ask yourself or at least figure out like what really does matter to me or what things really do, you know, give me joy. I like that one. So there you have it then. How to know yourself. Hopefully these tips help you guys. Um we'll be back later this week with a full length episode. Please watch on YouTube or listen wherever you get your podcast. Like, share, subscribe. It helps a lot. Also, we have a um little survey up uh, for your insight if you have time. It's on the show notes or in the description. Um we're gonna put something together and if you fill this out, we'll give it to you for free. So we would appreciate your insights. Please share. But until next time, later, Andy. Later, Danny.